If you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there are certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas, from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Sunday Funday with Marcella Lonzo. Today I welcome my guest, Carmen Lynch. Hi. Hola. <laughs> Hola a todos. I was so nervous because like in a way you sound like all the Spanish teachers that I've had through oh the years <laughs> that's corrected my Spanish. And I was like, but I was excited because I under, you know, I first found you watching uh, Tom Seguro in Espanol. And I understood word for word everything you said. Yeah. Which was, I was like, oh, wow, I understand, you know, I could. That's good, though. Because anybody from Argentina or mm. Peru, that's where I'm like, huh? huh? Yeah, that happens to me, too. I, I sometimes I'm like, wait, I like I'll watch Spanish stand up and I'm like, I get it. I get the punch. And then I hear the I mean, I hear the setup and I'm like, got it. And then I hear the punchline and I'm like, ah, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> he said it too quickly or something. Yeah, your yeah. your episode in Joey Diaz, I understood full because Joey, oh, my father's Cuban. Uh-huh. So I have the Cuban side of my family. So I understood him word for word and I understood you and I was like, wow. Like, and so then I started watching your stuff in English and all that. And I was like, wow, she's so fun. You know, like, and I was like, I wanted to have you on because Oh, of that. well, thank you for inviting me. So Carmen, tell me, how did you get into stand-up? I got into stand up by accident. Like mm-hmm. I was, I grew up in Virginia. I grew up in Spain first, mm-hmm. and then we moved to Virginia when I was eight, and then I lived there. And then after college, I came to New York to pursue acting. So I wasn't into stand up. I didn't follow it. I didn't know anything about it. So once I was here for a couple of years doing acting stuff, then I discovered stand up. So it was kind of this like unexpected thing that happened and then I tried it and I loved it oh wow so who did you see that you admire I don't I mean at the time I would just um watch like Comedy Central Presents and mm-hmm. it was Mitch Hedberg he was the the big popular one back then mm-hmm. I mean I didn't I honestly didn't follow George Carlin anybody wow. I didn't you know because a lot of comics will say like oh I listened to my dad's records or something no my parents didn't listen to any of that like they just weren't stand-up fans they, it's not that they hated it. They just didn't know about it or right. didn't like it. I mean, or just didn't follow it. Right, and, right, right. Uh, and then when I came here, I was like, oh, my God, who's this guy they keep showing on Comedy Central? And it would be like Mitch Hedberg and, you know, uh, just I don't even know at this. Various. I, I, various comics. And I was like, but that wasn't even what got me started. It was my friend said, let's go to a comedy club. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. I'll go. This sounds fun. And we went to a club and I was like, wow, 
these people just stand here and tell jokes. I thought they were just funny people. I didn't know people wrote jokes. I thought they just stood up. And they just randomly And they said just what? said funny things. And then I got really jealous because I was like, I want to be one of those people, but that's not who I am. And then someone told me, no, they write. People write jokes. So I took a writing class. Oh, where'd you take the writing class at? I took the at Caroline's Comedy Club. Oh, okay. um, when they were open. When they were open, they yeah. Were. And uh, it was like seven. First, I took a class, a three-day class through the Learning Annex. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Yo, that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then I, I was like, wow, I really like this. And uh, and then I took an eight-week course, like a legit long course, because I, I was too afraid to go to open mics alone. So I yeah. was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to have to take a class because I I need like You want to be prepared. Yeah, I want to yeah. have like a group. I was just too scared to walk into a club yeah. by myself. I don't know how some people just do that or... That just seems scary because you do need a routine. You do need to get the line. You do need to prepare yourself. But I've seen, I've watched a lot of Kill Tony episodes where yes. I'm like, how are these people just randomly like hanging out and then they go up? I mean, I think it's so different now because there there's so many sources mm-hmm. to watch stand up, you know, and I think that's why beginners are so much better than like how we were at a year in is because mm-hmm. they can watch so much. Now, how many years have you been in? Uh, at this point, 20. I mean, okay. I think I took a few years off here and there and uh, things slowed down, obviously, during COVID. Yeah. But, but solidly, I started about 20 years ago. Oh, OK. Yeah. okay. Now, tell me, you have a very interesting background. And remember, I wanted told you earlier, I wanted to question you about your mother is from Say it for me. From, well, she's from a very small town right outside of Barcelona. Uh-huh. And it's called Tortosa. Uh-huh. And it's in Catalonia. You know how Spain, there's a part that wants to separate from, yes. from Spain. So the north northeastern part, that is Catalonia. That's where Barcelona is. And and uh, that, she's from there. So she's Catalana. Technically, she's, you know, if, if you go to Catalonia, they'll be like, I'm not Spanish. I'm Catalana. Oh. Um, but, but yeah, I grew up in Madrid. I we, My dad was in the Navy, so mm-hmm. we moved around a lot. So I lived in the south of Spain for a while. I, I, I was born in America, but then we lived in Spain for a while. So I actually learned Spanish first. I know you could never be able to tell now because I, I speak more English than Spanish. But your Spanish is like perfecto. Like, I mean, gracias, like- but I, I mean, it's so funny because when I go to Spain, my vocabulary, I joke around. I'm like, I have the vocabulary of an eight-year-old girl. As, because I, I left when I was eight. So mm-hmm. I don't have like all the slang and the... You know, I listen to my, my sister lives in Spain, so she just speaks so fluently, oh. you know, cause she's lived there for 20 some years, but you know, I go there and I'm still like, hola, que pasa? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I yeah. sound sometimes. Yeah. Cause I have to sit there and think like, I go in my head for certain words, like, como se dice? Like I have to think for a second. Well, also because when I do stand up in Spanish here, it's mostly Latino. Mm-hmm. So some of the words don't, don't translate, like, you know what I mean? I go to Spain and they're like, we say it like this. And then I say the word here and they're like, no, we, and you know, in Cuba, we say it like this, or in Peru, we say it like this. Or, oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm learning all these words, which is pretty fun because if I say the wrong word and they don't laugh, I'll just yell it out. I'll be like, well, then how do you say blah, blah. So and the like, middle of your, like, you go, como se dice en español, yeah, like that. Like, cause I'll be like, 
You know, like, or if a word slips my mind, like I remember one time I said, I was talking about hiking uh-huh. and I was like, well, you know, in the middle of this, how do you say hiking? And it was like five different answers. It was like, hikeando, escalando, like all these different. There was a, because uh, when I lived in LA and I used to hike, there was a word they used with a V though for hiking. I'm sure there's like, like five like, it, words. That's where it was like, because I remember I used to hike with different yeah. people and somebody said, I was like, what? Yeah. And it was like such a different word. Like it, it I forgot what they said, but it began with a V and I never heard it. It was like. But it's funny because when I open for like a big Latino name uh-huh. and I'm like, how do you say what, a, you know, such and such word? Um, one of them, I don't know if you've, you know, Nanutria, he's really big. He's, um, he lives in Buenos Aires. He'll be like, well, are you talking about Peru? Are you talking about Mexico? Are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, like uh-huh. everyone kind of has their own word. Yeah. So it's it's been kind of a uh, an educational thing too. Oh yeah, for me too. Because then I'll say the Latino word in Spain, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't say that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Ah, you." <laughs> no, no. Growing up, uh, I had the Cuban side, and then I had my mother's mother's Puerto Rican. My yeah. mother, my mother is basically New York Rican. I tell people. <laughs> yeah. And then my grandfather was from Spain, but they would make fun of his Spanish. So it was like tossed, different words were always just tossed around. And and I've always was confused. And then when taking Spanish in school, that was always like like a nightmare because they yeah. would say uh, the nosotros, like who says nosotros anymore? Like, or like in Spain you say vos, or no, is it vosotros? And then I don't think in Latin American countries no, they you don't say, say vosotros, that at all. Right? And I said I wouldn't yeah. have teachers and I was like, What's this? Like, yeah, like they would yeah. come down hard on me with any little pronunciation. So, did, when you started doing stand up, when was it you first got into performing in Spanish? Because I'm fascinated with it, the way you do it. Um, I think I started about maybe like just trying it uh-huh. 10 years ago. Because oh. I, when I first told my relatives in Spain that I was doing stand up in New York, they had no idea what that. They were like, "Are you drawing for comic strips? Like, are you telling? Are you a clown? Like, they didn't understand it, and it really wasn't a thing." Um, and then the more I went to Spain, because we would go all the time to, you know, to see my sister and her kids, and uh-huh. and then as as time went by, I would see like open mic at a bar, and I was like, "Wow, it's coming here," you know. And then you slowly meet comedians, and you befriend them. And then I've had a couple of of Spanish comics uh, let me go on the road with them. Wow. And it was really hard because at least here you have so many like places to do five minutes. Right. But one of my one of my first Spanish shows was 20 minutes in front of like 200 people. And I bombed so hard. And it was it was they could smell my fear. But it was also like it's not just the language you have to like translate the humor like it's just it's the different humor it's like a game you have to it's a puzzle you have to figure it out yeah and uh and I'm I'm just glad I never gave up and I think it's because I could just leave the country like I'm like (laughs) oh they don't like me I'll just fly (laughs) home go back to New York yeah Yeah, because I mean it it's kind of a bonus to do another language like you have like that's I just filmed two specials one in English and one in Spanish and I was like you know what? I got my English one down. Let me just experiment and try the Spanish one and do an hour. Where but can you, we see the Spanish one? Because I really want to. 
It's, I don't know yet. I have okay. a, a contract with a, a potential person. Okay. And when I know, I'll tell you. Okay. I'm dying to watch it. But so. yeah, I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope it all works out. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll see it. Wow. That, that's amazing because you look at people like Eddie Lizard, how he, was it four languages or? Four, at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Is he even human? The way he can run, the way he can... <laughs> I know, I know. Like, four different languages like that, perfect, and comedy is just amazing. But do you also know... Now, you've toured the U.S., right? Yes. Okay, I personally have noticed this, and I'm just uh, 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 a person that enjoys comedy. I've noticed... Uh, me interviewing different comics throughout the United States and I see them at different places. And I noticed the comedy is different in Miami versus LA and so different in New York. Like I feel like New York is the hardest audience. Do you think that New York is more like written, like writing jokes and LA is more like physical or what's different about it? So when I look like at the, like I love going to the stand. That's my favorite place here. Um, just because I don't like the food at the comedy cellar. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, really, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. But um, when I look at the audience and I'm like, I'm Generation X, it's a whole bunch of millennials and they just look like this. The whole, t- and, and yeah. I'm like thinking like, God, for comics, that just looks scary. Where in LA, it's more of a laid back and um, audience and you know, people are looking to have a good time and all that. Yeah. You know, from again, this is pre-COVID though. Yeah. I, I haven't really been to the comedy store after COVID, so things could be different. Um, but it just seemed to me like a more easier. Me looking at the audience in LA seems easier. You know. Easier. Yeah, to so, me. But yeah. I, I'm not even a comic. That's me looking. Hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't performed in LA and so like since oh, really? before COVID. I mean, I used to go more regularly, but mm-hmm. since COVID, I haven't been back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, and I'm mostly at the comedy store and I feel like they're always like pumped yeah. to, to see humor. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. But I feel like over, I feel like performing here and in general in different parts of the country, like there are more woke. It's becoming a little more sensitive to certain jokes here, here or just in general. Yeah. A little bit, probably more yeah, so here. Yeah, you know what? I was at a show. Oh, my God. I was at a show one time, and the comic was, like, trying not to offend the audience. But then he says the one thing. He goes, I date Indian girls instead of Latinas because they're smarter. And I was just, I was offended. Yeah. And, and they're all laughing. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how the hell they get away with this shit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's such a hard, like, boundary because we want to be able to say anything right. we want yeah. and and to, for it to be taken like lightly as a joke but yeah. you also don't want to like hurt yeah like they, he was making other comp yeah that was kind of funny but people were getting offended but then and they weren't even racial or nothing but the moment he told that all yeah. of the audience laughed and i'm like the only I'm looking around You're like, like, I'm alone. <laughs> like you guys are sensitive over what, but then you'll laugh at it. Yeah. I was offended because, yeah. you know, that everybody else was laughing, but then he couldn't tell, you know what I mean? The other joke. So it was like, it was, it was a weird, again, that was at the stand because that's just my favorite club here Yeah. until the comedy seller improves their food. 
Oh, that's so funny. I love their food. You do? Yeah, but I haven't I haven't eaten at the stand in a long time. I know they no, have really No, I like good the food. stand's food. It's comedy yeah. seller. I'm not crazy about no, no, the food. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, but I do, I do. I love the food. I mean, I'm, I love food, but yeah. I do love the food at the cellar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I just, I had one bad dish and I remember it was like nachos and it was like, you remember you were a kid, you would just throw cheese and yes. stick it in the microwave and they served it to me and I was like, I said, this isn't very, and it was cold and they, and they still charged me and I said, I'm never coming here again. Try this stuff like their meats oh, okay. and, and chicken and it's really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. One day I'll have to see if. Like a, uh, like a real meal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Not the yeah. nachos. I love nachos, but you yeah. know what I mean. I was yeah. like so disappointed. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So um, have you noticed a difference of you being uh, a female comic um, in the industry and especially being Latina? Have you noticed any different treatment or anything different from uh, other colleagues? No, I feel like things have changed a lot mm -hmm. now the, you know, we've broken many glass ceilings and there's a lot more females Yeah, now. Oh, there's a lot of females. Um, but yeah, I mean, more than noticed anything, it's just that it used to be like, you know, one female on a show, which yeah. still happens a lot, Yeah. but there's also, you know, shows that have like 50, 50, that it's, you know, 50% women. Yeah. So, um. I think things are getting better. They take a while, but I think things are getting yeah, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's good with the diversity that's coming. And for me, I always, what I always enjoyed about going to a comedy show with like four or five different people is discovering somebody. Yeah. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I never, I want to see them again. Yeah. You know, I want to see how they do it longer. Let me see how they progress in their career. So it's something, but it's, you know, I've, I have noticed through the year and when growing up, I never really, the only person I saw that was female was, uh, what's her name that had all the plastic surgery? Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. She was yes. the only one. Isn't that funny when you say plastic surgery, it's like Joan Rivers. I admired yeah. her. No, she was amazing. She's hilarious. Yeah, she was hilarious. I watched her on the fashion, like I didn't, the fashion police or whatever that was called after Oscars and stuff. Yeah. I'm oh, like, I loved it when she, she was so entertained. I didn't even need to watch the Oscars or, or the red carpet. I just liked her critiquing everyone's yeah. outfits. No, stuff. I admire her. And, and I would, I scare my oldest daughter. I go, I love the way she just died going under the neck. Oh my god. And my daughter goes, yeah. Why? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like and I go, that's the way to go out. Yeah. You're putting put to sleep. Yeah, yeah. This the, like like a relaxing way. Yeah. I go, yeah. that's the way to go out. If I'm gonna go, yeah. I wanna go out like Joan Rivers did. Like yeah. she's like, No more surgery for you, mom. Like, <laughs> but I've always admired her. How, do you have a particular city that you really love to perform in the US? Um, I mean, I love, I love the diversity here, the diverse audiences uh -huh. kind of, you can get a kind of a taste and a feel for how the joke is working. Like just doing three or four sets a night, you know, like if I go to, I don't know, New York comedy club and I do the, the early show and mm -hmm. then I come back and I do the late show and the late show is much younger. Mm -hmm. There's definitely, there's very telling how much, cause I, I get very dark in my jokes. Mm -hmm. So it's very telling how, how much they can tolerate with like a darker sense of humor. Um, but I love that in New York, but, um, I would say, you know, any, uh, I love, uh, I, where, where, where was I just recently? I was in DC. I did the DC improv and they were great. Um, 
Mostly, I, I don't really do the South very much, mm. but the West Coast is is fun too. I've been mostly, I've been going more overseas now that I, that I've, you know, just been kind of doing Spanish shows, but then I'll go to like other European countries oh, where nearby. Uh-huh. I just went to Berlin and Austria and uh, where else did I go? I went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam has amazing audiences. Really? They're so... So when you go to yeah. Amsterdam, do you perform in English or Spanish? In English. Okay. So I did... Um, I did. They do have shows in Spanish. Like Berlin has a Spanish population, uh-huh. but I haven't done a show there yet in Spanish. Um, but like London, I went to. I did a lot of shows in London, wow. and then I went to Edinburgh, Scotland, and I did the Edinburgh Festival. I mean, there's so many great places to perform outside of the U.S. And sometimes I, those are my two favorite. Like my two, the East Coast, and instead of the West Coast, I'll just go to Europe. Luck. Wow. But but it's just I mean you don't make a lot of money mm-hmm. but you you learn a lot about the audiences and then it's an excuse to see my family and uh, and then I love traveling like I I'll find I'll perform somewhere and and then just stay like I'm in Alaska next week wow so I'm gonna stay for a week because I'm like you know when am I gonna go to Alaska again so, yeah and there's a lot to see and I think this time yeah. of the year that's the best time because of the weather. Yeah, it's supposed to be great. And then I'm going to try and see the Northern Lights. And I have uh, a couple of glacier cruises and because uh, oh, I want to see the whales and stuff. But, you, I mean, you don't know if it's going to work out because you don't know what you're going to see. But there's always something that comes out of these trips. Like, you know, I got to see so-and-so. And I love to, to, to hike and to, you know, sometimes I decide where I'm doing comedy based on where I'm going because I, I kind of just want to go f- for the – traveling than the show i love that you know like i'll I'll make that a priority sometimes and be mm-hmm. like all right they don't pay a lot but i've always wanted to go here you know oh that's a smart concept because then you can write the trip off as business yeah 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 that's- and also it kind of if it doesn't pay for your trip at least it pays for most of it yeah and then you know? you're like the the part of learning the culture, getting immersed yeah with the culture and then the challenge of the audience the challenge of the audience. And then most of those places, because they're new, you get a lot of material because, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, you're doing th- like, for example, Alaska. I mean, uh-huh. I'm sure if I go see a glacier, I'll write something about it just because like, you know, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. You know, or if I see a whale, I'll, I'll write or my some fears little down sea or otters, something. Yeah. Little creatures come up and they start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> following you how cute oh wow so you really are an international comic i mean i don't see it you I don't guess. see i'm like i, I see it more like a bilingual comic right, right, right but yeah an international comic just sounds like look at me i'm an international comic. but a bilingual to me is is so it's so fun and it's mm-hmm. so great to be able to like i want to i really want to hit all of south america because i've I've only ever done Spanish in New York, in Spain, in Miami. Miami is great Spanish mm-hmm. comedy, and uh, in Costa Rica. But there's so many countries that I just want to just now you dive like, into. You, you like yeah. Miami performing in Miami? Because I have a lot of family there. Oh, you do? Yeah, because well, I'm half Cuban, so they're all, right. Yeah, yeah. I've I've opened for Venezuelan a Venezuelan comic and a couple of others. 
I've worked in Austin at, at the Moon Tower Festival. Mm -hmm. I opened for um, for Carlos Vallarta, who's um, oh, okay. Mexican, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's fun. It's fun to watch all of these really big names perform more here. Uh -huh. And a lot of them are trying it in English, which is really interesting, too. Like oh. they're doing the opposite. Like I'm like, let me go to Spain and do 10 minutes. Uh huh. And they're doing the opposite. They're like, let me come to America and try 10 oh, minutes in wow. English. So I think I think bilingual comedy is like the future, especially yes. now that everyone is. And, our, and, and we're, we are growing and populating yes. a lot of Latino. Like I think Texas has a higher um, a demographics of uh, Hispanic people than Caucasian, I believe, or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, and then a lot of L.A. comics were telling me where they toured and it was all, they were like, yeah, we love going to Austin. Um, yeah. Houston and uh, Dallas was the other one they were all telling yeah. me about. And yeah. even, I almost did a Spanish show in Dallas. I was just there a couple uh -huh. months ago. And then I, I just got an email from San Francisco and they're like, we want to do a Spanish show. So it really is, it's growing. It's wow. people want to try it because they know their, their community, there are Latino communities yeah. near their area. So, and some of us that are like first generation, we want to improve our Spanish. Like, yeah, that's why I keep on. Cause you, when you laugh, you learn. So if you want to improve your Spanish, I told this to somebody that he's trying to learn. I go, listen. And I, I gave him Tom Segura in Espanol. I said, yeah. This is a great example. It is. He's going to say some cuss words. It was funny because uh -huh. he, he was doing all those cuss words. I said, but you're going to hear different accents, different words. And I go, you could put the captions on it um, and you can learn like that because that's how the brain works. When you laugh, you learn. Well, even um, Netflix special, not Netflix, but Netflix TV shows uh -huh. or movies, I always ask people like, you know, what should I watch? And then I just leave it on in Spanish. And I even put the captions in Spanish uh -huh. because if not, I'll just cheat and I'll look at the captions in English. So like Money Heist, I think it's oh. La Casa de Papel. I think that like that was a great one to watch in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone just recommended this other thriller in Spanish. And I'm like, that that's helped me. I used to watch a cheesy soap opera. Oh, I can't Spain, even do that. But they're so helpful. <laughs> like, I mean, it was it was like the eight, like the 1700s or mm -hmm. whatever. But and it was so dramatic. But I got so hooked. And I learned so many words. Really? Yeah, it was really fun. It's very helpful. Some of them I couldn't get into. I was like, oh my God. I mean, there's so, some of them are really bad, mm -hmm. but in terms of practicing, it's um, it's helpful. Like my mom, when she moved from Spain, she married my dad in Spain mm -hmm. and they moved to America. She watched General Hospital and that helped her. English so much, mm. you know. Yeah, you get immersed, and then you get addicted to the storyline. Yeah, line. you get addicted to the storyline, and then you you like learn it. Yeah, every For me, single I was, day. I've been trying to learn the different accents, in and oh, that's impossible. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's an, an impossible um, because like auditioning as an actor, certain things. Like when I was in LA, everything is a uh, total Mexican dialect. Yeah. And if you didn't have that neutral Mexican dialect, forget about it. You're like, don't even try. Um, so I've tried learning different accents and that's just been, I'm like, gosh, how do these, it's, I mean, it's hard because even these Latino shows, like technically I'm Spanish. So yeah. 
like I'm doing a big, the big Latino in Toronto, that big comedy festival. And I'm the only Spanish, like from Spain, Spanish, you know? So I always worry, like, they're not going to understand what I'm saying because I have a hard time with some countries. I have a hard time understanding what they're saying. And it's, it's just, you know, whether someone speaks too quickly or whether I haven't heard that accent very much. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but it's getting easier. I think the more I, I hear, cause I do a Spanish podcast with yes, yes, Luis Chatang yeah. and the, we've been doing it for about a year now. And I've noticed even that hour every week that we do in Spanish, it has helped me, uh, tremendously in stand up in Spanish stand up because it's like an hour a week of, of practice, you know? Of Spanish. Now you're speaking. motivating me. I'm gonna have to do something yes, an hour a week just it. to improve it. I mean, now so, you have so many good opportunities yeah. like um chat rooms and uh uh I don't even know what they're called, but they're online where people just wanna practice mm-hmm. a language um and they, they don't even know each other. It's it's just like a chat room and they practice speaking a language. I'm gonna have to start yeah, yeah. doing that so I can be more um because as I've been doing this podcast, I've been like I've had different types of Latino comics, mostly, you know, they were born here. I don't, I'm trying to think who wasn't born here, but first generate, you know, yeah. predominantly first generation and everybody. So, and me living in LA, you know, was predominantly Mexican. So many things were different. So I'm kind of trying to unite all these different comics yeah. together somehow, but I do see how America, the culture is different in different places because where the people are from. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. And it's it's just fun. I just think it's fun to learn about the different cultures. Yeah. Like like when I went to Miami, I don't know this section of Miami, what it was called, but it was almost all Venezuelan. Oh, so that is by Doral. That's yes. Doral. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's near the improv, yeah. right? So yeah. the way Miami works is, uh, nobody please come for me, Hialeah et Toro Cubano. Right. Uh-huh. Um, the rest of it is total computer, but Doral, they all seem to um, settle there. The arts district is a lot of Haitians that okay. the Miami design district, there's Haitians in that area. So that's how, yeah. But it's so, it's so nice. Cause I forgot I was in America. Like every place that we went to eat, it was a Venezuelan restaurant mm-hmm. or I tried different f- kinds of food, you know, and I'm sure in the Cuban part of Miami, it would be the same. Like oh, yeah, I lived cool. in New Jersey right outside of Weehawken, and it was a very Cuban neighborhood. Yeah, that's the second most populated Cuban spot other than Miami. Oh, really? Yeah, in New Jersey. Oh, and they had great, like, I can't even remember the sandwich. Is it ropa vieja? Yeah, ropa vieja is a dish with, like, it's shredded beef. Yes. And, uh, like, shredded old clothes, that's what it's called. But that, my my, uh, mother's mother made that so good. Yeah, Yeah. I remember calling it the wrong name once, and Uh I was like, it's ropa something. Ropa and they ropa vieja. Vieja. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, is really yeah. good. Yeah, no, the yeah. food is um in Miami, the food is really, really good. Um yeah. so my mother's side is Puerto Rican, so something they're very different, but then they're alike in a lot of ways. It's kind of weird, but then they yeah. don't particularly care for each other. Like there is that kind of animosity. Yeah. What oh, is that? Why? It goes political too. Oh, okay. So 
growing up, I had the Cuban side and then I had the Puerto Rican side. The Puerto Rican side is generally democratic. Yeah. The Cubans, because of the socialist country, same thing when Venezuela mm. is typically Republican. So that it, it, it and then so what's going on now is what I grew up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the the heads constantly, you know, political. Like so that. did you have a side that you leaned more toward? Um so like uh this is the thing because of the way I, as an adult, how I had to survive and all that in my Cuban family, I had a child at 16 okay. and my Cuban family turned my back on me. And mm. the only people that were there was my Puerto Rican side. Oh, well, there you so, go. That's, that's a huge deal. Yeah. So yeah. it was, you know, the, so I kind of, I always tell people more I'm Puerto Rican, Yeah. but um, when I did the DNA from ancestry, it was kind of boring for me because everything was like Spain, 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 and Basque. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you, that's part I of- did that too. And it was, uh, it was called, when I did it, it was called like Iberian or something. Like I had a lot of, I, uh, it's Basque, I, which is part of Spain. Yes. But they speak a completely different language that I, I can't even understand. Oh. But, um, but yeah, I did, was it, what, what did you call it? Was it 23andMe? What was it called? I did Ancestry.com. Maybe it was Ancestry. Yeah, yeah. I did that one. But it was like, I'm like, it's going to come out totally American because I'm just like my dad. Uh-huh. Like physically, my sister is, is more like my mother, my, the, my Spanish side. Uh-huh. But it was, it was an interesting mix. I was like very Iberian, which is what Iberian. the thing said. It didn't say like Spanish. It said oh. Iberian. And then uh, like a little bit Nordic. Because I guess my dad's Irish side. Right. My sister had both of my parents do it. And um, on both sides and family members, they went to like Spain, Canary Islands, Cuba, yeah. Spain, Canary Islands, Cuba. Um, my mother's mother was, so I have uh, the Taino, which is the indigenous, but then mm. a big majority of me is straight from España. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then like a lot of people that have done their, de- you know, Everybody that's in Spanish-speaking, they all come from Espana. Right. All yeah, originated. yeah. Did you, all... Have you ever gone to Spain? No. Every family and they, every family member that I have has been, and they're all like, I'm going to Espana. Like they'll that. be like, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how yeah. they all, so my cousin went, my, my sister went this year, and uh, she got very, very sick and in Sevilla, Sevilla. She was yeah. there. She got sick, and the doctors took care of her. And then she was fine because she went there for like two weeks or something. Her Spanish is bad. My sister's. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, we went to eat somewhere, and she couldn't. I go, you can't order your food in Spanish, like. So her, I don't know why she. For some reason, I picked it up more than she. Yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. My sister picked it up a lot more too. Really, like, I don't know if. If because I grew, I learned Spanish by my parents speaking to us in their language. Mm-hmm. So from day one, my dad would speak to me in English and my mom would speak to me in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid, you don't know that they're tricking you. Right, I mean, right. they really that's the only language they really knew. But, you know, you, you're you're going like if your dad talks to you, you're just like, yeah, dad. And then my mom was like, pero claro que sí. Like. <laughs> And it, you just grow up thinking that's their language yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't even phase you, yeah. you know? So that's how you become fluent. And then my sister did the same with her kids from day one. Like if ever I went to Barcelona, she'd be like, speak to them in English. 
And oh, I was like, yeah. So from day one, I was like, hey, how are you? What's mm-hmm. going on? What toys do you want to, you know, do you want? So her kids speak total Spanish. Total English and Spanish. Like they they speak Catalan because they live Catalan. in Barcelona. and But their English is like. Now, is any of the words different in Catalan? Oh, than- it's a completely different language. Wow. I mean, it sounds more like French. And wow. then Spanish and they sounds have more like flag. Italian. They have their own flag. Okay. Um, yeah, like if I've, I've heard people when, when people didn't really know Catalonia, like now it, people know what it is more, but Mm -hmm. like say 20 years ago, people didn't really, they're like Catalonia, what's that? And they'd be like, it's a dialect. My mom would get so mad. She'd be like, it's a language, you know, like they're very passionate and they're patriotic Mm -hmm. about their own, you know, they want to separate and all that stuff. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a completely different language. Mm. I mean, I can understand it, but I don't really speak it. I can speak it a little bit. And it's but a small, small population. It's a small, it's like if Spain is like the size of Texas, imagine just a small piece of Texas. Mm. I mean, obviously the there's a different number of, of people. Let me see, like Dallas maybe. Oh no, there's more, there's more. I think there's more. Okay. It just depends on the, po- I don't know what the population of Dallas and the population now, of. Bass, because I saw that in Ancestry.com yeah. and it was sort of like, I researched it. It's sort of like, it's a little bit of French, like French or Spain or that, because that's what's in me. Is that like some part of Spain? There's an, I don't know all of the languages Uh and technically, I guess they're all separate languages, but, but there's a few that, that are very difficult to understand. They're completely different language. Even Spanish people can't understand them. It's, and I think, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think there's probably like six or seven different languages, but I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. But oh, in general, you can speak Spanish anywhere. But I've gone to Barcelona and asked, you know, before we had iPhones uh-huh. and asked for directions, like, how do I get to the such and such restaurant? And I said it in Spanish and the guy just walked away because I wasn't speaking Catalan. Like, and I was like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I've had that where I've speak Spanish to somebody and then they've walked away. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, just trying to, you know. Now, have you with your Spanish, because I've done this before. I was living in the West Coast one time and I think I was telling somebody, you know, Cito Voida de Bodega or something. And because I grew up thinking the bodega was the store. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. have you ever done something like or said something like, where the words were different. You had to relearn. All the time. And really? that when I do stand up in Spanish, I was so insecure because I knew I was using like eight year old girl Spanish vocabulary. And, and then after a while, people from the audience would come up to me and be like, that's so cute that you said such and such. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's the word? And they're like, the word is blah, blah, but don't change it. We like the word you picked. Like, for example, I mean, I can't oh, think of. At least they were nice about it. Yeah. And well, because they're, they're, la- they're basically when I, I know when I'm doing Spanish stand up, they're not necessarily they're not necessarily laughing at my joke. They're laughing at me speaking like so I'm fine with that okay. now. But at first I was like embarrassed. I'm like, oh, my God, they're laughing at me. They're not laughing with me. <laughs> And then I was like, you know what? Who cares? Like a laugh is a laugh. Yeah. Just, you know, take it. Yeah. But um, one of the examples, you know, here, if you have to go to the, the ear doctor, you just say the ear doctor. Yeah. Really. You don't really. Yeah. And, uh, but you can't say el médico de las orejas. 
the doctor of, of my ears. That doesn't sound right to them. To them. So I would say in Spanish, I'd be like, I'm going to the doctor of the ears. And they would laugh. <laughs> and then I was like, what? I did go to the doctor of the ears. But they're like, no, we say, you know, and it sounds... It was like otorinolaringologo or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just, just a better word. Like we have the word here, but yeah, we yeah, never yeah. say that. But over there, you've got to. But you say it there and it just sounds like better. And I was like, oh, I'll change it. And they were like, no. Because they are enjoying your accent. We like how dumb you sound, sort basically. Of like when we, yeah. Remember Perfect Strangers, that show? Yes. That would come up and, and, and people laughed because he was foreign and they yes. couldn't figure and he was like a kid. So. You're sort of like a character yes. to them. Uh -huh. And I'm sitting here admiring your comedy going, God, she's so smart. Look how good oh my she God. performs. And then the natives are laughing at me. They're, Don't they're worry. probably laughing yeah. more at me for being a, like, because I'm like, wow, I wish I could speak like. like. Well, it's funny because my mom, when we, we used to watch Perfect Strangers growing uh -huh. up, and that's how my mom speaks. Like she's a very thick at Spanish accent. Uh -huh. And and when I was young, you know, when you're little, you don't know about people's feelings, what yeah. hurts their feelings or whatever. And I would make fun of her. And one day she was just like, you need to stop. And she almost like cried. Oh. But it's like, you don't know that as a kid, you know, because she she would be like, when my mom gets mad at me, she she would like tell me in Spanish, you know, vete a tu cuarto, no me hables así, you know? <laughs> but sometimes it would be like, don't talk to me like that, okay? And I was like, Okay, mama, you know, and that's so mean. That's oh, so mean. God. And she was like, no, me hables así, you know? Yeah. But you don't know that. And then now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I was such a bitch. <laughs> you poor mom. Yeah. But I'm over here looking at your span when you perform and I'm like admiring, like, gosh, wow. And <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. It's uh because I'm, a, you know, born here, raised with English. Yeah. Wishing I could even, you know who. You know how I discovered Tom Segura in Espanol? I was watching uh, Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias uh -huh. on Joe Rogan. And he okay. goes, and everybody, when I, because I tell them I have a podcast, they're like, oh, you should have him on. He's a Spanish comic. I'm like, but he said like me, because, you know, my Spanish isn't that good. And he's looking at Tom Segura. I wish I could speak like that. And I'm watching, and his Spanish is not so great at all. But yeah. Americans think he's this. Well, he is a big Spanish comedy, but that's how I found him. But he was admitting, I wish I could speak that good. He was admiring yeah. the way Tom Se uh, Segura was speaking. Like, But, you know, it's it's funny, like, to learn another language, uh -huh. you really have to do it every day. You know how yeah. people always say, well, I took it in high school and I don't remember anything. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you have to work work at it every day. So I really think it's it's like the family or wherever you are that needs to kind of push you, right, right, you know, right, and that's right. why, I mean, it was really my parents who, we lived in Spain, so that helped a lot. I went to a Spanish school, so I was like immersed with Spanish people. Mm -hmm. But like when I saw my sister do it as an adult, I got to see her do it. It's really the, the parents who, yeah, you know, parents have to. or the one parent, it's not her husband because yeah, yeah, yeah. my sister's husband is Spanish. Yeah. But it was my sister who was like drilling it into them. Like they'd be like, quiero agua. I'm sorry, what? I want water. Okay, go ahead. You know, like <laughs> she was like, you're not, you're not getting anything unless you tell me in English. Yeah. And, and that's what, what did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So tell me about that Toronto Comedy Fest. How did you get involved with them? Well, I know those guys from uh, Costa Rica. Um, there's two, two of the bookers are Canadian and, mm -hmm. and the other one is 
uh, Costa Rica and Josema, and I did his festival twice mm-hmm. in Costa Rica like years ago. I wasn't even doing that much Spanish stand up. And he invited me out there, and it was wow. so fun. Cause and it, so it's yeah. three days in Toronto. Three days in Toronto. And uh, I think there's probably about eight or nine of us performing for three days. So, yeah. so anywhere between like 25, 28 That's comedians. That's amazing. And it's all in Spanish. Yeah. Um, and I already looked up, I looked up one comic that was from Cuba, but he speaks French. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like, yeah. and I was like, wow. Like, I was like, whoa. Well, like, that, it's so funny because I'm sure he, if he's French, he probably lives in Canada because French-Canadian. Yeah, yeah. But I did a couple shows. When I went to Europe, they make us look like, I mean, they they are like trilingual. I did shows where, and you know how like the countries are like states for us. They're right. so close. So one guy was like flying to Paris to do it in French and then was doing it in English and then was flying to Spain to do it in Spanish. And I was like, oh my God, you make us, like we just basically do it in one language. Some of us do it in two. But in Europe, they're like so fluent in so many languages and they're just running the around. they are so dumb. <laughs> like, I hate to say it. Like yeah. people are going to get mad. But like we, we need to start teaching other languages. Early yeah, on. early. And then just like, you know, keep, practicing really yeah yeah like uh have something start them off in preschool yeah you know what i'm saying like gosh three different languages and they're performing and they're performing yeah one guy i met he did it in four yeah because he was arabic and spoke french and english and spanish well arabic some words they do have french so i could see how that if he learned arabic first there, they, some people that are Arabic, the, the French will come easy. Yeah. Like I was told that some Portuguese come. You ever hear somebody, sometimes you hear like one or two yeah. words you can understand. Yeah. But you have to like really listen in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Oh, gosh. So what are your plans now for the future with your comedy? Well, I want to release both specials. Uh-huh. The same day. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in October, hopefully this fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then just start posting all of those clips in English and Spanish and get a wider fan base. And then hopefully travel to more Spanish-speaking countries to do stand-up. And now I'm just working on my new hour. And uh, hopefully the writer's strike and the actor's strike will be oh, over yeah, we soon. Need that to, yeah, Because, you know, I want to, I like, write more and do yeah. stuff so thank god we have comedy to just yeah yeah no that's i've been uh since the strike has happened i've been uh researching watching a lot of podcasts on different tv watching a lot of different uh uh comedy specials and all that and i've been like <laughs> really critiquing yeah <laughs> looking through oh, okay oh this person's good or whatever or i get invested yeah, because there's nothing now really to watch on TV too much. I know that's true. Like I love what my boyfriend and I watch horror movies mm-hmm. a lot. I don't really watch a lot of comedy. I think I just get my fill when I'm in the the clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I've noticed there's not as much now. Like, yeah, I was doing the true comedy, but I always take an edible before I go to bed. Yeah, and and I would. I would be like this, all paranoid. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, there's no more, no more watching true crime. Um, 
before I go to bed because like I was scaring myself. I was like, What's especially that? with mirrors. Like if I watch something scary alone and then I go brush my teeth. Oh yeah. I can't do it in front of the mirror. I, yeah. get, I feel like creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know? me it's because, uh, the only way I can sleep at night is, uh, I have to take, and I tried taking the regular CBD without the THC, okay. but then once the THC kicks in, yes. I'm like all paranoid. So I was like, okay, no, we're just going to watch a podcast we're not doing uh, a comedy podcast not doing tr no true crime tonight because then i'm locking the doors yes uh, i know you get paranoid yeah. i know but it's the only way i can sleep yeah have you tried melatonin no melatonin with me i'm up like this huh it's the opposite and my friend yeah. even gave me um some cbd gummies would it begins with a v valve well, because Valerian oh, or some okay. stuff. I don't know what yeah. it gave me. And I was up like that parent, like, yeah, it's the opposite of the worst thing. Where Oof. Yeah, I, I get it. I have to like either mm. wake up real early. So I'm like at six so I can be exhausted or I have to take an edible. To mm -hmm. It's the worst thing ever. I know sleep is. And then the older I'm getting, it's. It's harder to sleep, right? It's no fun. I know. I get up really early now. But like you said, I just nap. Like, I'll get up. Not oh, today. I, I can't even yeah. nap because the way my brain is, yeah. I'm constantly thinking, or what do I need to do? Yeah. So I have to wake up, like, let's say 6.30, 7 a.m. Uh -huh. would be good. And then I'll go to bed at probably by 11.30 midnight. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But if, I, if let's say, I sleep until 8 or 9 because it's the weekend, oh, I'm not going to. It's not going yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Sometimes I listen to like boring pod, not boring, really good podcasts, but their voice is very soothing and that puts me to sleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Theo Vaughn for some reason was putting me to sleep <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> and then, but I would, again, I would take the edible and I'm like, did he say what? Yeah. What did he say? And <laughs> you know what puts me to, this is embarrassing, but you know what puts me to sleep what? so quickly <clears throat> is listening to my own sets. Really? I'm like, this is not a good sign. But if I listen to my own voice, I just get so bored because I hate listening to myself. I just, I guess I knock myself out. Really? It's very weird. Yeah. If I look at myself, I'll be critiquing myself. Yeah, it can't time. be visual. It can't be like visual. So you I'll do just the same. listen. Like, I mean, not listen to fall asleep, but I'll listen to be like, oh, last night I had an interesting set. Let mm -hmm. me learn and write down what worked. Oh. And halfway through it, I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. Maybe I should do that to find better questions with my podcast what I need to do better. Oh, oh, oh. That would be a good sleep remedy. Maybe try it. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to have to travel and this week, and I don't want to have to bring the CB, and I only want to bring on the carry-on, and I don't want to have to bring uh, my gummies. Yeah. And like, what are you trying to do? Do you uh, meditate? Yeah, I try to. Okay, because there's a guy, he's great. Uh -huh. His name is Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Okay. I love his stuff. His voice is so beautiful. It's so, I, I've never heard a voice so relaxing. Oh, and, I'm going to have to. And yeah. he just knocks me out. And I want to stay up because it's very interesting. He's like really, really smart. Uh-huh. And he, he, I think he's a neurologist. Uh -huh. And, but his voice is so, puts you to it's like a rocking chair. It's so nice. Oh, I'm going to have to try Try that. him and you'll hear his voice. And I oh, think, thank I think it'll that. work for you. Well, thank you so mm. much, Carmen, for coming on today. I'm so happy I got to meet you and, uh, you're very, very interesting. And you're my first international com, even though you don't want to. 
international comedy. You are an international comic. So let my audience know um, where they can find you. Okay, so all my socials are at Carmen Comedian, except for my Spanish Instagram is at Carmen en Español. But I do post some some Spanish stuff on Ad Carmen Comedian. That's my main one. Yeah. And then all my shows uh, and my tour dates are at CarmenLynch.com. Great. And then I have a Spanish podcast called Podría Ser Peor with Luis Chatang. Mm-hmm. And my English podcast is called The Human Centipod with my boyfriend, John Reynolds. Nice. On serious. Nice. Yeah. So everybody tune in. And Thank I you. am Marcella Alonso. You can find me at Marcella Sobella IG, Facebook, and YouTube. Nice. Thank you for coming on Sunday Funday. Thank you for having me.